from the trenches. Here we are still at QuickBooks Connect, which uh, thank you, QuickBooks, for doing it in Melbourne. So Paul and I have to schlep up to Sydney. It's been a great experience for us so far. We were gracious guests at your VIP light last night. I'm here with John Dunkley, JD. JD is often the shortening, yeah. Who is the man, the new man, number one man in Australia. Thanks for joining us on From the Trenches. My pleasure to be here and thank you so much for coming along to QuickBooks Connect. One of the great things about Intuit, and I always like talking to you guys about, you are a genuine global player. With a global perspective, um, what's your take of the Australian accounting software market? So I think it's a very advanced market. Um, I've I've been in this market for a long time and I now have some international perspectives, so I can truly say that I think that, uh, that Aussie accountants and bookkeepers are great adopters and users of technology. And I think that uh, that has enabled us to achieve levels of efficiency and customer service that are the the envy of of advisors in other places in the world. So it's an industry that I'm close to and love and have seen develop for longer than I care to to tell you. But uh, I do think it's it's a landscape where we have an increasing drive towards advisory work. Um, And of course, for people like us, that brings to, to bear you know, desire for greater automation of the uh, compliance work that's necessary for that advisory work to happen. Listeners, I'm sorry, I'm not going to grill JD on his comments about advisory work. I know you want me to. Paul and I will do that one a bit later <laughs> on. Do it if you want to, and it has very, very, uh, very many meanings. Mm. Um, you spoke about it being a mature market here. Mm. We have players have been here for a long time. A lot of people fell in love with Mob when GST came in, in in 2000, and a lot of people fell in love with Zero when uh, it disrupted Mob mm. five years ago. QuickBooks came to Australia in a very serious way, but it was only just starting. Mm. You're now five years in and things must have changed. Yeah, look, uh, absolutely. I mean, five years has provided a fantastic opportunity for us to build a base here in Australia. So, you know, we now have customers across the country in lots of different industries and, of course, you know, a, a great partner network through many advisors, accountants and bookkeepers alike. And I'm also proud to say, you know, a fantastic and very dedicated team of 150 local staff here who uh, continue to impress me every day, including days like today at QuickBooks Connect. I, I walk into this amazing extravaganza and I go, my goodness, no wonder the guys over the other side of the office have been so busy. <laughs> so it's it's um, it, what a we've lot done. Of leave a, me alone, JD. I'm busy. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of that. Yeah. So look, what I think our story is is you know we came into this market five years ago. We had our first employee on the ground here in Australia, and over the past five years, we have built presence in terms of our brand, a presence in many accounting and bookkeeping practices, and a presence in the lives of so many small businesses. And so we are really now in a fantastic position. We've learnt a lot about the local market uh, and we've, we've adapted our product and our service to those local conditions and, and now we're really starting to see the scale. So what's next? What's the vision for the next five years? Well, scaling. So we are currently, you know, very busy being driven by events such as Single Touch Payroll, which is, which is very pleasingly, I think, causing a lot of small business people to actually assess how they go about doing the books generally. So, you know, we are, we are certainly seeing that manifest itself in people coming to us. And even though we have a, we have a mature market here, we still have an awful lot of small businesses who are using the, the shoe books or, or the shoe box or the spreadsheet. And of course, events like single touch payroll 
create a, a, a reason for those people to assess how they're going about things generally. And, uh, and I'm very pleased to say that that's leading a lot of people to our front door and they're, they're finding a very um, uh, ready solution in QuickBooks. I had a good chat with Bianca earlier about an STP-initiated technology transition, which mm-hmm. was really interesting. Mm. Not only has Intuit sort of created its foothold QuickBooks, created its foothold, and I must admit, I don't know when to use each word differently. Intuit's the company, QuickBooks is the product. Is <laughs> yes, that fair? That's, that's it, that's it. You're such a massive, trusted brand globally mm. with New House, and, and you have created that foothold, so it'll be a lot of people will be watching to see what happens next. I think it'll, it's an exciting time for you. For sure. You don't operate alone, though. You operate in an ecosystem mm. with a lot of add-ons and software add-ons. There's mm. your add-on. I just found out your add-on marketplace website is apps.com. Yes. What a brilliant domain I think. I think is. we got in early on the yeah, domain well naming done. there. Outstanding. <laughs> it would be worth a lot of money in its own right yes, these days, indeed. I think. There's over 600 apps in your ecosystem at the moment. I think Salesforce has like 1,800 in theirs. Mm. And it just goes on and on and on. There is app overload. There's app fatigue. Mm. There is inbox spamming Mm. nightmares for accountants who who just find it hard. And on the show recently, we had a really important email from the tax office about how to obtain a list of your clients who need to comply with STP. We have never had a bigger response to our show from tax agents who just missed that email Mm. because of the amount of noise that there just is. Where do you think the future of the app ecosystem is? Where's, where's that space going? Sure. So you're, you're right. We have a very a diverse network of, of apps. And, of course, we've, we've got a, a very diverse customer base. I mean, if we think about the, the QuickBooks universe globally, we've, you know, we've got over 4 million customers on the platform now and, you know, representing every shape, size of business you could care to imagine. And as a result of that, the app ecosystem enables us to cater to incredibly diverse uh, needs. Of course, what we see is that, you know, whilst there is there's great diversity, there's also a lot of similarities between some business, and that's where you see some apps will be, uh, have a very high proportion of, of connection with QuickBooks, and others will be more for, for particular use cases. So I think that, in answer to your question, I think that in this world generally of information Overload. I think it's. Um, I think what we're seeing is a growing trend towards sorting that information out, making it easy for people to choose from a list that is relevant to their context. So no one wants to choose from a list of six hundred. People want to choose from a list of whatever it might be, a dozen or half a dozen or something like An that. The operative word is that people want to choose. People want to choose. We support that. I mean, we we. Our whole philosophy is about putting the customer at the centre and and saying to the customer, here are options. We don't want to give you so many options you don't know which way to turn, but here are options that you can choose from and we're not going to uh, try to direct you in any particular path, but we are going to be very transparent about what the respective benefits of either of these solutions are. Our, our, our philosophy is that you know the, the customer knows their business best we want to make it very easy for them to make the right choices and we want to be supportive, of course, if, if, you know, if they've got a particular need that we're able to address that from within the ecosystem. What's it mean for advisors who are really looking to, to play in this app advisory space? Mm. Um, what's, I mean, I think we, know, we understand their role because customers, clients in our world, customers in yours, mm. a nuance that I actually think is quite important, mm. um, will often call us up and say, I'm looking at this, what do you think about mm. X? Mm. But... 
The business model for App Advisory is still got a big question mark on it, I think, for mm. advisors. How are you seeing your customers, being accountants and, and your pro-advisors, respond to this kind of new conversation? Yeah, look, I, and I think it is a new, a new muscle, as they like to say, yeah. that, that so many advisors have to have now, yeah, is, like is, yeah. is, being, um, is being able to advise on things that are well beyond the traditional domain. So, you know, I think, again... We try to make this easy for our advisors or as easy as possible to try and to try and cut out the noise and try to say, look, here is the information that is relevant for you. We're not prescriptive, but we do try to make the make it transparent and make it easily digestible. So I think for advisors who obviously want to be able to intelligently answer that question when asked by their clients, uh, you know, it's incumbent upon us to ensure that we're arming the advisors with the information. I mean, events such as we're at today are part of that as well. You know, we have our many of our app partners here so that advisors can come in and find out more about these things. I do think that, you know, the modern advisor, uh, you know, is faced with, as I say, building that new muscle to understand what's out there. I think that what we do see is that many advisors find over time and working with their particular clients, find themselves gravitating towards certain solutions, certain uh, connected apps, uh, and they probably are then inclined to recommend that to the next client with a similar similar question. But it, yeah, there's a constant, uh, a constant array of new things to keep on top of. So I think uh, advisors have a, a more diverse job than they used to. One of the things you've done brilliantly, uh, your marketing efforts at the US Super Bowl have been excellent <laughs> in recent years. Mm-hmm. We absolutely loved the giant ad mm-hmm. that you did. We thought it was brilliant. I think the year before you had a woman talking to her phone, yes. uh, asking her questions, which is really interesting to see where... I think a lot of people actually got confused by that because they thought that could happen now. It was more mm-hmm. trying to create a future vision of where businesses interacting where their numbers is going Mm -hmm. and certainly I've seen on the floor already a lot of natural language querying advisory tools coming in Mm -hmm. um, which is really interesting for sort of just the ad hoc hey how much stock do I have of x Mm -hmm. can I ship this that's going to be a really interesting space to watch I quite agree um what what role do you see artificial intelligence playing in, in accounting software? Because sure. that was a vision two years ago mm-hmm. and I think uh, our listeners certainly get frustrated when we get told things are here and they're not and they're coming. Mm-hmm. So where, where do you think it's coming? Do we need to know about it or is it your job and we just enjoy the product and the experience? Well, I think I think that it's our job to make sure you know about it. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not too equivocal an answer. So look, uh, the answer is that artificial intelligence and, and let's call it more generally automation has a huge role to play uh, in accounting today and and more so into the future. And I think actually our strength in mobile and conversational interface is actually going to be a really important strength, not to mention the the strength that we have in AI and, and machine learning. Let's call it automation. The strength that we have in automation. Because what it's really enabling the small business to do is to be involved in the accounting process more by exception rather than, you know, traditionally it was the case that small businesses, we and others provided them with software that enabled them to enter transactions into a system. And it was about making that as least painful as possible. We're really to the point now with the combination of data, three big forces, data plus automation plus that conversational interface that really enabled the experience of the small business to be one of the system essentially asking them when it needs additional information. 
So rather than being involved, you know, as, as the input area, they are really being involved when there is something that the system doesn't understand. And I think that, you know, what we want to get towards is, is the situation where the small business person, after a, a week on the tools or in the shop or in the restaurant, whatever it might be, doesn't have to sit down at the kitchen table on a Friday night, put things into the system. We want that to be able to happen as they go about their day and we want it to be really a situation where the small business is being prompted by the system to say, hey, from your data I can see that this has happened, what do you want to do here? And of course so often the what do you want to do here will also be, I want to talk to my advisor. And that's why the advisors, the experts in our ecosystem are critically important. It's interesting, isn't it, the journey of, it's almost like the journey of inquiry that a customer's going to take, that, that all of this artificial intelligence is going to augment insight and create knowledge and it's easy for years we've had reports automated reports that you can do that say cogs went up three percent this month Mm -hmm. this means that either you sold products for a lower price or your cost of sales were too high and these things have been around for ages but in my experience businesses are reading that understanding reading what that metric is and then just saying nah i need to talk to someone yeah absolutely and that's that's why the role of the expert advisor is not in any way diminished by this, in fact, it's amplified. Because I think what's going to happen is that as we move from, you know, historically accounting was about the past. It was about what happened. As we move to to real-time accounting, as transactions are captured and classified as you go, then the questions that arise are in the minute. It's like, what, what do you want to do with this? You know, you've now, we can see that, you know, the system can see that you've got payroll coming up and you've got not enough cash on hand to cover it. Something needs to be done. And this is where... I think like, that's a very familiar story yeah, for a lot of Aussie business owners. It's hardly totally an edge case. I know it happens <laughs> no. to thousands of people every... It's happening to thousands of businesses out there today. <laughs> so what that means is, you know, to solve that problem, um, certainly a system can, can choose options, but I think you're quite right. I think a small business person will say, this is where I need, I need to phone a friend. You know, I need my advisor to help me on, on what's the best way to go about solving this. JD, we're going to wrap up. Do you have any final message you'd like to give to the Trenches listeners out there? Largely professionally sceptical bunch of yeah, accountants. Sure. No, look, I think, I mean, I, I've worked, been, had the pleasure of working with the profession for a long time. And I, I'm seeing now after, yeah, longer than I care to imagine, but, but care to mention, more than 20 years, I see that we are getting now to the stage of actually delivering on what has been a long-held desire, and that is enabling the low-value stuff to largely be done automatically and, and cheaply, and that then enables the, the conversation to be about advice, and what's more, the, the system like QuickBooks is increasingly able to trigger the, trigger the client, hey, now might be a good time to talk to your advisors. So, look, we... We know that small businesses are more successful when they work with an advisor. So happy outcome for us is to have all the small businesses connected to advisor. And our role in that is helping the, the day-to-day stuff get done, but facilitating the conversation for where the, where the advisor is really needed. JD, thanks for coming on the show. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter at 
Paul Meissner underscore, or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. From the trenches.